Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Turn with me to Acts chapter 6, starting at verse 8. I think God has a good word for us today. When you got it, say, I got it. Oh, it's going to be on the screen. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Acts chapter 6, starting at verse 8. It says this in the ESV. Whatever verse you got, the word is the word is the word. Check this out. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belong to the synagogue of the freemen, as it was called, of the Cyrenians, of the Alexandrians, and those of Cilicia and, and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, we have heard him speak blasphemous, blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up people and the elders and the scribes and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, this man never ceased to speak words against the holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And he gazed at him, all who sat at the council, and saw his face was like the face of an angel. So I want to talk to you about how do we deal with opposition? How do we deal with opposition? Uh, so I'm in charge to how, to how do we deal with opposition from this text. So one thing about me, first of all, those in my Sunday school class, there's no Sunday school because this is Sunday school today. But one thing about me, I'm easy to follow. We go, I'm, I'm expositor. That means we go verse by verse and we dig in depths of it. So, but dealing with uh, this charge I have to deal with op uh, opposition, uh, I got found a couple of quotes. One quote is, this, this is by John Smith. I don't agree with him uh, theologically, but he gets this right. He says, when we, are when we are accomplishing the good, the greatest opposition comes. Next, this is from Albert Einstein. He says, great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. This is my favorite though. Don't be afraid of opposition. Remember, a kite rises against, not with the wind. That's from Hamilton, uh, uh, maybe, who is a uh, essayist. See, as believers in Christ, we encounter, we will encounter opposition. And we have to learn to handle the haters so we don't lose our witnesses. Anybody ever dealt with any haters in their life? So how do we handle opposition? See, the life of Stephen shows us, shows us how. See, Stephen shows us how good character stands up to opposition resulting in giving glory to God. 
See, in our story, uh, we are learning more about Deacon Stephen. See, last week, Pastor Scott last week taught us that Stephen was selected with the others to serve as deacons to help with the needs of the church. See, Stephen was selected because he was a man of good reputation. He was full of grace and wisdom and full of the Holy Spirit. And also, his name is significant. Watch this. The name Stephen in the original language is Stephanos, which means crowned and cr- a crown, crown on your head. This is so fitting because what we learn about Stephen, see, he is deserving to wear a crown because how he dealt with his, the, the, all the opposition and he kept his impeccable character in the midst of all the trials that he's about to go through. We're going to see this right in this text. See, Stephen challenges us to look at ourselves when we encounter opposition. See, does our character stay intact when we are pushed beyond our emotional limits? Are we quick to lay down our religion when somebody takes us there? Do you maintain your Christian character when people who are not Christians attack you for your belief that your folk posted on Facebook? How are you going to react when you're in public and you encounter those who denigrate your Christian values? Do you lose your cool and diminish your testimony? See, watch this. Our character is directly proportioned, proportional to our conduct. And we see this most in the times of opposition and challenges. See, opposition and challenges bring whatever is out in you, it brings it out. So when you squeeze a lemon, don't expect to get apple juice. So when they squeeze a Christian, we got to make sure that Jesus comes out of us. See, no matter who you are and what you do in life, we will encounter opposition. Somebody, no matter what your good intent is, is not going to like it. That is why we have to maintain good character. And it's so important. See, character is defined as this. It's defined as a collection of personality traits that show who you are. But for us as believers and Christians, our character is is because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. See, it is something that can be built up, built upon and learn as we follow him. It's not just about personality or disposition. It's about the fruit we bear. It's about the Holy Spirit in your life enable you to be Christ-like so you can bear that good fruit. And Stephen, in our story today, he exemplifies bearing fruit-bearing character. And it takes us to our first point. See, our first point, we look at verse number eight. We want to see Stephen's character. Here in verse eight, we see who Stephen is. Check this out. The text says that he was full of grace and power. Let's pause for the cause and unpack this meaning. See, when we, the word full in this text means, it means, oh, oh, I knocked it off. Okay. <laughs> the word full means, it means it's complete. The word grace uh, means favor and goodwill. Now, hear this. We'll go deeper now. We're in Sunday school class. Uh, from the expositor's Greek commentary, this word not only means favor with people or God, but also points to that which fell off his lips. 
meaning that Stephen spoke with grace. And the word power does not mean just have power and courage and heroism. It means that he had the ability to do supernatural work. This is who Stephen is. Uh, See, friends, the promise of salvation is that we have the Holy Spirit at work in us and through us when we submit ourselves and are obedient to God's will in our life. See, and our behavior will show it. And we see this in the conduct of Stephen, and which is our next point. Look at verse 8. We look at it again. Follow me again. Watch this. This goes on to say that, uh, that in verse 8 that he was doing signs and wonders. Pause. Look at Stephen. So Stephen goes from, watch this, serving tables uh, uh, and serving widows, working in the pantry of the church to perform signs and wonders. He goes from serving tables to doing miracles. He goes from a servant to a proclaimer of the word. This is telling me that when you are faithful and spirit filled, you are a candidate for God to do great things through you. See, so don't you dare think that just because you serve in children's church, that words that you speak to our children don't have a purpose that take that child to their destiny. Don't you dare think just because you're a greeter at the door that God won't use you to heal somebody just with a handshake. Your good character is a catalyst for God to get glory out of your life. Watch this. We're going for somewhere. Watch this. The text says that he was doing great work. And you got to look again. We got to look at the words. In the Greek, watch this, it's poyo, which means doing or making. But grammatically, watch this, it means uh, it's in the imperfect tense, which means he was kept doing, he kept making. So, What it says is, Stephen was not a no one hit wonder. See, in his lifestyle, he was demonstrated the power of God. And it's for you and I, when we are full of grace and power, everything we do will give God glory and people will see it. When you have good Christian character, people will see that you're different. You don't handle objections differently. You don't get flustered because it's the power of the Holy Spirit in you. And this comes across and the world will see the witness of Jesus in your life. And watch this. We see this in Stephen, especially in his time of contention. Verse number nine and 10, we see this. Look, look what happens in verse number nine. See, some of those who belong to the synagogue of the freemen, as we're called, the Cyrenians, the Alexandrians, those of Cilicia and Asia, watch this, rose up and disputed Stephen. Here comes the opposition. The group of people Watch this, who opposed Stephen were called the freemen. This was a title that was given to them. See, in original language, the word is uh, libertinos. See, they were liberated. They were Jewish slaves, watch this, who bought their freedom and they formed their own synagogue. And they joined by other, four other outside uh, groups of Jews from North, from Africa and Asia. And the scripture says they came together and they arose against Stephen and they became hostile and they opposed him. 
See, they got five different groups coming against one man for just preaching the gospel of Jesus. See, this may seem a concern, but watch this. Uh, uh, because they seem to outnumber Stephen. But I can recall that you and I plus God, we are in the majority. So no matter how much comes against you, when God is on your side, God will fight your battle and we will always be victorious. Look at the text. I'm not looking at the text tells you. Watch this. It's, this shows in verse number 10. Stephen's opponents that says this, they did not win the argument. They could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit which Stephen was speaking. Stephen was just too much for his enemies because the power of God in your life. And some of y'all can testify that you've been against some things, but the power of God in your life showed up when, when people didn't expect it. You were able to stand when you wanted to fall. When you wanted to cry, you had joy. You had breakthrough that you couldn't realize it was you. You had to step back and realize that the power of God is working in your life and nothing can make you fall because God will make you stand when you want to fall out. Watch this. Uh, uh, see, they couldn't stand the wisdom and the spirit which Stephen was speaking. Stephen was just too much for them, right? And no matter at what point of view or explanation they had, they tried to use to discredit Stephen, they couldn't handle it. And this is so important for us to learn today as believers to have godly wisdom and to be spirit-filled. See, in an age like we live in now, where, uh, with instant information, everybody's an expert. <laughs> we need the power of God to give us wisdom, knowledge, and influence so we can stand against the enemy's attacks. See, this is what Stephen had. And we see this, how it plays out. Watch this when he's in court, right? Uh, we, see, we see the contention. Look at verse number 11. It says, as believers, we are always in the court of public opinion. We always have to defend ourselves and preach the good news. Watch this. Even though Stephen's opposition couldn't handle him, don't you think they would bow out gracefully? Look at that. See, the enemy, as you know, he's persistent and he will do anything to you to get you off your game. See, look what Stephen's opposition does in verse number 11. Watch this. It says this. They secretly instigated men who said, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. See, they had a closed door meeting bribing men to say that Stephen was spewing out blasphemy against God and Moses. See, the Jews believed that God was only present in the temple and they believed that Moses was the representative of the law. So they was going around saying that Stephen preached Jesus, that he preached Jesus was going to destroy the temple and get rid of the law. They plotted and they schemed to get people to spread this lie. You see, conspiracy theories are nothing new. And this spirit is still permeating our culture today. That's why we have to have godly character so we won't be persuaded by the strong enemy's influence. So we as believers, we have to be people of the word, standing on God's promises no matter what comes your way. See, by now, watch this. Uh, you would think that the enemy's finished. But look at verse number 12. 
The text says that, and they stirred up people. See, in the original uh, language, we see the strength of this word, the meaning of this word. See, See, it means to incite or like incite of a riot. It goes on to say that the elders and the scribes, uh, they came upon him and seized him. Let's unpack this some more. See, along with them, there were also some Jewish leaders involved. They were the elders who were the older leaders of the community who helped in the decision making uh, of, the, of the land. And there were scribes who were the uh, secretaries of the law. And they were brought before the council. This was the council of the Sanhedrin, which was the high court, right? And the text says they came and they seized him. They didn't say, just come on, Peter. No, this was a violent arrest. And let me pause here. Watch this. When evil lacks a convincing argument and substance, it turns violent. You want to see this? Post on your Facebook page that Jesus is the only way to heaven. You'll see what I mean. <laughs> see, so watch this. So they drag Stephen to court. But in order to have a trial, watch this, follow me in the text. Uh, and to bring up charges, they needed witnesses. So they got some. Look where they got. Look in verse number 13. They set up false witnesses. That's to say this. This man never ceased to, to cease to speak words against the holy place and the law. Look, look, let's look at this carefully. Let's look at the word set up. Check this out. It means in the Greek, watch this, to put in place with the sense of a proposed uh, appointment to an office or position. In other words, they were promised a place of, prom- of pro- prominence if they lied on Stephen. And we see this today. People will sell their souls for a place of power. Yep. Look what they said. They said this man never ceased to speak words against the holy place and the law. And they said that we've heard him say that Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs that Moses delivered to us. Stephen didn't say anything like that. See, people, the enemy will always twist your words and people will hear what they want to hear. But let me tell you what actually Jesus did say. Look at John 19 says this, I will destroy the temple in three days. I will raise it up. But Jesus was not talking about the temple. He was talking about his body. And he goes on to say that, uh, that, that he said Jesus did not say that he's going to take away the custom of Mo- Moses or i.e. the law. But he did say, I didn't come to take it away, but I come, came to fulfill the law. Jesus came to fulfill the law. But pause for the cause. Hold up. Watch this. Haven't, have you noticed something about Stephen's opposition? We've seen this before. From the accusations, the lies, the false witnesses, the kangaroo court. This is exactly what they did to Jesus. Look at Matthew 26, verse 59 to 61. It says this. Now the chief priests, the elders, and the council sought false witnesses against Jesus to put him to death. But they found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, they found none. At last, two false witnesses, and they said, this fellow, I said, I am able to destroy the temple and build it in three days. 
This tells me that if they did it to Jesus, they did it to Stephen, this could happen to us. God willing, it won't be as severe, but the promised outcome is the same. When we are full of grace and power, like Jesus and Stephen, God is going to show up on your behalf and you'll be encouraged and have the power to stand against anything that comes your way. However, we're still in court. Watch this. In this court proceeding, there was something missing regarding of this case. Stephen is now in court. The accusers have witnesses, but where is Stephen? He seems not to have a witness, but he actually did. Let's look at verse number 15. It speaks about his countenance. It says this. He says, and gazing at him, which means they were looking intently at Stephen. All who sat in the council saw his face and his face was like that of an angel. They were accusing him of blasphemy, calling him evil, saying he denounced God and Moses. Now they're standing him, looking at him with an angelic look on his face. What a slap in the face for his accusers. See, what does Stephen's face actually signify? See, this angelic splendor was a display of his character. Stephen did not have to have a halo on his head. See, angels reflected the glory of God. By, say, by them saying Stephen's face looked like an angel, they were saying that God's glory was in the place. See, Stephen, he's standing in this council. He looked like he is trans, being transcended about all that was going on. And that's the thing. Good character will always elevate you over your opposition. All the power of the Holy Spirit, all the wisdom, of, all the grace, all his faith was all shown all over his face. See, uh, it's all this is for his face. See, uh, and this is not the first time we've seen this. We also see this in another man. Going back to Exodus 33, we see this when Moses goes up to Mount and get the tablets. He sees the glory of God and he comes down. The glory is showing on him. We also see it with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration when he was there with the disciples. They saw the glory shining on him, right? Watch this. We have all heard the term, never let them see you sweat. This means despite what you're going through, despite what you're up against, remain calm and find a way to deal with your adversity. Now check this out. We as believers, we have the power of the Holy Spirit to help us bear our spiritual fruit like temperaments. We can keep calm knowing we got the power of God and the promise of God with us no matter what the situation is. And God wants you to shine in front of your opposition. So I want to suggest to you today that God is still looking for men and women to shine like Stephen. Those who can behold the glory of God. Those who can serve in the church. Those who are chosen out of thousands. Those who have a noticeable demonstration of the character of Stephen. Those full of faith, grace, and the Holy Spirit with wisdom and power. God is still looking for people with courage with no limits, boldness without any bounds, 
who can demonstrate his glory and glory on their faith face perhaps visibly but in calm tranquil and people and, and, and personal that may transcend to have transcended trust that comes through in the most hateful and the most violent circumstances he wants people that can live in Christ they live above the fray God is still looking for men and women to reflect his glory and in the finished work of Jesus Christ. See, when you are full of the spirit, the, the, the shininess they see on your brow during times of tribulation and opposition, uh, that's just your light shining. God wants you to shine. Second Corinthians 3.18 says this, and we all with unveiled vases behold the glory of the Lord being transformed in the same image, image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is spirit. God wants our character to shine. And that only happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. So how do I build good character? We can pray. We can worship. Be discipled, serve, study the word. But right now, I want to have an altar call. Because some of you right now are dealing with some things or opposition. You're dealing with some strife. You're up against a lot. And you need to have good character to understand. You need, in the midst of your trial and tribulation, you need to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. I didn't say the gifts of the Spirit. I want to say the fruit of the Spirit. So when they squeeze you, the goodness comes out. When life pressures you, the Spirit of God comes out. So those right now, there's somebody here who needs the power of the Spirit in their life. It's prayer time. Can we stand and pray? Those who want to come to the altar, I want to pray. I want to pray for the fruit of the Spirit. The love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faith, goodness, and meekness, and temperance. Is there another one? Thank you. Thank you. You need the power of the Spirit right now. You feel the pressure. You're not going to break. You're not going to crumble. But the more they squeeze you, the more of God coming out of you. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now that you're cultivating our character in the midst of trials and tribulation, pain and hurt, oh God. Strengthen our hearts. I pray right now you fill your sons and daughters right now. Give them a freshness about them, power they can't imagine, strength they never thought they could find, joy everlasting. I pray right now for freshness. God, you said, be not drunk with my, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Give them a fresh feeling right now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.